0: Up, Let's do, do it. Let's do it.
1: You, you, are right, right, Get out with X360 FM. To... Your favorite radio station. Fucking all through the street Keeping it our lock. It's X and a Fact. Full circle. Full
2: circle. Welcome to Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories,
0: goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks,
2: and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Now, here's your host, entrepreneur and author, Danny
1: Cole. What's up, Stronger Nation? This is your host, Danny Cole, and with me is none other than the bodybuilding <laughs> stethoscope building Blake Barber. I love you, man. God, this man is awesome. Now, as always, want well, to thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the family. We love you. Thank you for being part of Stronger Than Failure. And we're because of that, we're going to give you an amazing show today. Now we've got a young entrepreneur. This dude's only 26. Blake can't believe it. Dude, 26 years old. He is the owner CEO of. Civilizing Savage Clothing. That dude, and I've been rehearsing in my head. I don't know how I forgot. Civilizing <laughs> <laughs> Savage Clothing and also the co-owner of Hero Roofing. So you do not want to miss this episode. It's going to be amazing because this guy here has not had everything handed to him. He's There's been struggles and he kept pushing through and to achieve the success where he's at. So you're going to want to hear this show. But before we get into the episode, this show, Blake... Dude, the people want to know what's going on with you. They don't want to know what's going on with me, Dan. You kidding me? I put them to sleep, bro. No, you they don't. They want to know what's going on with you. <laughs> Everybody beach asks money. me. Dude.
0: Everybody's like, what's going on with Blake? What? No lie. They Everybody do. asks me. Yeah. And and yeah, now, I'm telling you, man, you're coming right. back in here with this deep, dark tan, nice blonde hair, sexy. I mean, you just what? let's talk about you. Flattery Where you will get you everywhere. I'm telling you
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> dude, uh, I went to the beach last week. And again, my cousin lives down in St. Simons. Her her husband their kids. So, pfft. I love them. Her, that's my closest cousin. I go down there all the time. I try to go like four or five times a year. Really? And yeah. and I'm one of your top three friends, and, and uh, thanks for the invitation that I didn't get. Oh, I thought she was going to send me at a beach house or a pool table and she going to invite me to play or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Derwin, you hear this? Derwin, don't
0: listen to you. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Dear, you know what? What did he say the other week? He's like, oh, you can come by the house. We'll anytime.
0: Play anytime. Anytime.
1: Yeah. yeah. Apparently, you're right. never home, though.
0: Because I never got invited. I'm going to tell you where my Heidi key is, and you can just come in and just play. Done. Just play.
1: Well, no, I'll, I can go to the neighbor's house and play. I want to hang out and shoot pool oh, with you. Oh, okay.
0: Well, I'm, I'll be there tonight about 9.30, right after the show. Not right, tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right, because you got to miss you at the house.
1: No, I've just got things going on. I'm <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, But real quick, man, so how's business going? Uh, well, you know, July is our slow month, man. It's the slowest really? month of the whole year. Yeah, you know, people don't get sick in July. It's our bread and butter. Is uh, the winter time when uh, you get the sinuses and the respiratory and such as that. Right now, I like, got us a bunch of poison ivy and uh, falling off ladders and out of trees and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yard work accidents. Everybody's cleaning gutters, mm-hmm. yeah, cutting their limbs, yeah, running over know. their feet with lawnmowers. <laughs> yeah, really, really
1: happens. Don't you remember when, it, when you did it? Uh, no, last year? I remember falling four stories and breaking my back, not running over myself with a lawnmower. <laughs> Now, so, now, you are doing that again real quick, I'm going to focus on you just slightly real quick. You are still doing the house calls, how's that going?
0: Uh, it's a slow start, uh, but we're getting there, we're getting there. We're doing some here and there, right. and uh, yeah, it'll keep uh, picking up, the more we pimp it, the more it'll go. There we
1: go. All right, everybody, so you know right there, Blake owns Meta Ford. if you can't get out of the house, anything going on, this man does house visits, he can make sure that you are
0: taken care of, so... Affordably. Affordably. Most people the charge.
1: Hence the name, what is it again?
0: Uh, Danny's Special... No, that's, that's your other business.
1: That's called MetaFord. MetaFord. There we go. And talk a bit, We'll talk about the next episode. I've got a couple more things down the pipeline I want to tell you about. All right, everybody. Without further ado, we're about to jump into this episode you do not want to miss. We have got a 26-year-old young guy, this dude named Nick Brannon. He's already got two businesses. One is a clothing line, again, which is... Civilized and Savage Clothing. And he's also the co-owner of hero roofing this guy's already doing it all y'all so get ready you don't want to miss out nick welcome to the show man thanks for having me having me guys oh of course now dude as far as like starting a clothing line that's something i've kicked around in my head for a while
2: like doing well not full clothing but like t-shirts now how did how did you start doing that um when i when i used to fight you know every every time i fight fight all my fans and family they wanted they kind of wanted you know a shirt something to wear to the fight so we would we would do like a custom shirt for me, and we would sell them. I'd sell 60, 70 shirts a, a fight, and uh, and eventually, you know, I always had the name Civilized and Savage kind of in my head growing up, and in, in competing martial arts. So it was just it was a big name to me, and then so it just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of led together. I always wanted the clothing brand, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I wanted the business, um, and I guess I picked the most one that really doesn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, though. It's fun, though. It's fun. You know, I, I, I treat it more as a hobby. You know, we, we sponsor a lot of guys and. And probably all my you know all the guys we sponsor they definitely they profit more from the business than I do, but gotcha. it's it's a lot of fun.
1: Well, that's cool. they get having a passion and doing it's part of fun, helping other people out. Yep. you know it's branding you, who you are and what you do. so that's still great, yeah.
2: dude. yeah, yep. so we um, my last one of my last fights before Siline Savage, I was sponsored by another clothing brand. and just the way they kind of treated it and they, you know, guys ordering shirts, people not getting their shirts, stuff like that getting charged. And so that was, that was one of the things, too. I was like, you know, I could I could do this. I could help the fighters out, help them profit a little bit more for it, and actually make, make some money for their fights. There you go. So. And that's how usually a lot
1: of business start. We hear on the show a lot is yeah. there's always a, there's somebody doing something, like with a clothing line, yeah. somebody doing something that just had a bunch of holes in it, you know, a bunch of errors here, there, wasn't run the way it should, and somebody stepped up to the plate and done it the way it should be done. So that's awesome. Now, did it take off right away? I know you said it's more profit for the um, all the fighters but did it kind of start off right away
2: or I don't think it still hasn't taken off <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been doing that uh, we, it was established in 2017 so it's uh, still brand new yeah it's still it's still new yeah and uh, and I hit it hard because um, at, at the time I was bartending and serving so I had a pretty flexible schedule um, so we'd go to we'd go to events you know we'd go to fights in Orlando fights in all over Florida southeast you know, here in Atlanta um, and we'd set up a booth and we'd sell shirts and so I mean some some nights we'd make a hundred bucks nah. in drive six hours. Some nights, you know, we 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 do two grand. It just depended, you know, mm-hmm. where we were at. That's so, business with anything,
1: dude. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's either it's feast or famine. We yeah. both know that. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of it
2: depends on
0: the venue too.
2: Yeah. Uh, and you and the and the promoters they want to sell you that booth, mm-hmm. so you don't really know. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, the venue's great. You expect like we're expecting two thousand people to be there. You know, the the booth's three hundred bucks, and it's in it's in Memphis, and I get. I had never been to Memphis. I don't know if I want to go back. <laughs> and, <laughs> one time's enough. Yeah, one time was enough. And you get there and you're like, they're might as well fighting in like a backyard, you know. and It's, it's just rough. <laughs> yeah, they're like Kimbo <laughs> they Slice. Tell you, they tell you 2,000 people, 200 people show up, you know. So, yeah. Like, and they're promoters. They're just trying to sell you that yeah, spotty and trying yeah. to make them money. Yeah. Now, so you, you started doing whatever you were fighting. And you started fighting, what, at 17 years old? I started kickboxing at 17, yeah. And then... uh think i had my first mma fight at 21 nice now how did that fight go my first fight went really well yeah i had uh i was teaching taekwondo at the time i pretty much was self-trained i trained a lot with the guy i was working for and a couple of guys i'd bring into my gym and train um and then the guy named robert sunfelt helped me out a lot uh he actually fought doug usher years ago oh yeah yes um but he was in my corner with another guy named ken kenneth um and they just really really amped me up they thought i was going to kill the kid and like they had me so hyped up I thought I was gonna kill the kid. Yeah. And um and I did really well. One by unanimous decision, but I mean he he like he got I mean he was in his pajamas with his arm and his sling. I mean his mama was coming up to me yelling at me, so I think I did a good job. Dang dude really <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think get I was, I was, I was that guy. I was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that reminds me of the guy that you did beat up when he was sitting at the bar, couldn't see through his eyes. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. But, <laughs> yeah
0: see both of you forget about yeah. it. And I still lost that fight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But you didn't look like it, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now as far as I'm going fighting, one thing I know is that a lot of fighters have their own business. They got that entrepreneurial spirit that I want to keep pushing through and winning. And you started mixed martial arts or martial arts really young, didn't right. you? Now, because I want to kind of go back there before we go into you know, a little bit more of the business aspect because the stroke is stronger than failure. A lot of people, they, they deal with you know bad family environments, different things, the struggles they got to go through and push through to become successful and yours you're turned out pretty rough well, didn't it
2: yeah yeah it did um you know my parents got divorced when i was two and then my mom pretty much right away remarried uh my my half my brother's dad um which he's actually he ended up now passing um but you know just growing up they were you know he was he's basically doing drugs selling drugs making drugs you know whatever was drug related he was involved yeah. in it you know and uh and you know just surrounded by a lot of abuse basically you know he's Beat my mom at the time. You you know if we tried to step in and intervene, I was a little kid, but still you, know, you see your mom getting hurt. You you know I remember getting thrown to like a wall and stuff. You know just Dang, man. just just horrible. You know it, it wasn't always a good invite My brother was so young at the time. You know he was I think when everything happened he was four or five, so he doesn't remember it exactly the way I do, which is probably for the best I would think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it would be. I just remember a couple. You know sometimes two days at a time we wouldn't even see him They'd be out. You know. Doing what they you know get high sell drugs they just disappear and come back you know, um, man. And you were how old at this time? I was nine when uh when everything kind of actually happened. Ha- you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I remember coming home from school when like our door being like broken down, um, and then basically or I don't know if I even came off. It's hard to remember. You know, it's yeah that stuff happens. But I remember being nine and basically SWAT so kind of broke down the door. I had been watching him for a while. And, um, my mom was there when the, when the cops and everything arrived and he was not there. He hadn't moved. We had, he had like a meth lab basically on our property, but in like a, like a shed in the backyard. Well, he had, he knew he wasn't getting watched, I guess. So he took everything out, put in his truck and he was like on the run. And so she told them where he was. So they found him. He got arrested and, um, everything went to court. You know, she played against him. You know, I, she lost custody of me and my brother at the time. My dad got full custody of me. Um, and then my little brother went to Foster care for a couple months, and then his grandmother got custody of him on his dad's side. Good deal. And then eventually my mom got custody of my brother back, and I just kind of, I just wanted to stay. You know, she moved up to Forsyth, like Monroe County, Macon area, and I just wanted to stay with my dad.
1: Good deal. And that's when your life pretty much turned around and
2: changed a lot, didn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think in from third grade when I was nine or whatever, whatever. you know, from the time when I got custody of me from, my, you know, it was like third to fifth grade. I remember I was like one of the worst kids in the school in like third grade. And then in fifth grade, it gave me like the most uh, was it like most, you know, biggest achievement, mm-hmm. you know, in, in elementary school. And, uh, so it was, it was a definitely a big change. That's sure. awesome. So then fast
0: forward, uh, Nick, into your, your early work career. Uh, how did you start out, man? Did you start out, uh, like as a typical 17, 18 year old working fast food? What what was your history there?
2: No, I mean, um, my dad put me in martial arts like right away at nine. And I think that made a big difference, like as far as my attitude and, right and you know and and discipline and all that stuff it, it definitely just distilled a lot of that into me is um, that something
0: that he did himself or is that just something you had interest in no no,
2: no well i don't i think it was something he did himself like he, he put me in a couple of sports i didn't i didn't you know he put me in basketball i didn't like it you know he okay. had me try a couple of sports i just wasn't a fan of and Then he got me into martial arts and i just really loved it um i'm like one of my first classes a kid punched me in the nose and my instructor gave me and said, well you can get him back and then I was like, this is fun, you know. (laughs) It's like I used to get in trouble for this, that school guy. I grew up, you know, just just an aggressive kid, just getting in fights, you know, just letting out anger and stuff. So um, getting martial arts definitely helped control all of that. So at 15, I started teaching uh, martial arts. Um, And then actually at 18, I kind of – I was still like in high school. I was about to graduate. I kind of moved out on my own. I started working at like a salvage yard for a while. So I've I've done all kinds of crazy jobs, but I worked at like a – it's called lkq all it was a full service salvage yard and i did like quality control and <coughs> pulled parts dismantled cars all kinds of crazy mm-hmm. stuff
0: and so then you got into the roofing business is that
2: um i got well that that would be more recent i got into roofing oh, okay. about two years ago um so after lkq i was that was out like in jenkinsburg like i kind of moved out there for a while I was dating dating a dating a girl you know she's a little bit older than me and i We broke up. I moved back towards my dad's side of town, and I actually started teaching martial arts again. I taught for a Taekwondo school and Mm -hmm. was their head instructor and uh, started bartending and serving. And wasn't making a lot of money with the Taekwondo school, so I went to, like, serving and bartending, like, full time. And I bartended for a restaurant called Takamak for a while. And uh, and I just remember on Facebook, somebody was, like, hiring for, like, roofing sales. And I was like, well, I mean, it ain't going to hurt anything because I can just do it on my off time. And that kind of just took off. Like, I was... Doing, I was doing roofing on the side, you know, just slowly building. Sales, not actually Sales, roofing. yeah. I would do like the inspections, uh, meeting with clients, giving estimates, stuff like that. I would do small repairs, um, but mostly just sales, yeah. And uh, and it started off slowly, and it just kind of built up and built up where I was doing it full time.
0: And that's what uh, there seems to be a common thread there. Danny can attest that the the, the most successful people we've met have been have, have achieved it. 90 percent of the time through sales some form of mm-hmm. sales yeah now were you were you doing cold calls door to door what kind of sales were you doing it's,
2: it was kind of interesting um i think it helped because i had been because it was mostly peachtree city and i think i've because i've been around peachtree for so long mm-hmm. and i taught two school i taught in two different martial arts schools in peachtree city so i had a good bit of a, a name going already um so i like one neighborhood i knocked on like two doors and next thing you know i built like six or seven roots and then i and it got where I didn't even have opportunity or time to knock on doors. People were calling me, you know, and, and having me look at the roof and stuff like that.
0: So just real quick for the, for, for the people that are listening, how did you transition from that point from, from A to B where you were cold calling, knocking on doors, and then where people started looking you up? What, what Just it was name recognition, or was it was it some sort of technique?
2: I You know, I, I don't think it was. Maybe the name helps a little bit, but I really think there was, like, no, no like, ingredient or uh technique to any of it it was just kind of like taking the best care i could of people like mm. i mean like he's got chick-fil-a back in front of me <laughs> i just i really approach it like the chick-fil-a experience you know i wanted to be called like, the chick-fil-a roofer i mean to be honest though nah. i mean i would i would just treat these people the best i could make sure they're getting taken care of making sure they're getting the best quality roof mm. You know, just going above and beyond for them, and then they're recommending me to their neighbor, and then their neighbors call me, and their neighbors recommending them to their friends, and it just grew like that. There you go. Yeah. You know, and it just, it was a little bit, of, you know, it was a lot of hard work, and then just a lot of taking good care of people, and that's how our business has been. I mean, we opened here Roofing, and there was, like, no, like, there was no, like, real set plan. It was like, mm-hmm. let's just kind of wing it and take care of people.
0: And that's exactly the, those two statements that you just said, Where there was, before you said there was no real plan, there was a lot of hard work, hard work yeah. say that one more time yeah. hard work a lot of hard work yeah and and taking care of people <laughs> yeah uh and i like how you phrase the uh, chick-fil-a experience that's the chick-fil-a roofer there you go yeah absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna steal that line can i steal <laughs> that <laughs> yeah definitely and
2: I, I mean i treat i treat i treat business and, and like the roofing industry too i treat it like a fight i mean you mean you know i mean you've punched me in the head before uh, <laughs> and and Blake hits hard you know everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the face and it changes. It's the same thing in business. You know, you can have this this five year business plan, but something is going to happen. It's going to erupt that plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. Um, so I just I made I made realistic goals, and I went after those goals. And I, you know, we would we'd make a goal for that month. i be like, oh, I actually hit that goal. And so let's bump it up just a little bit. You know, I made goals off of I made our goals for Hero off of the company that I, that I worked for before, and I saw what they were doing. And so that's how I kind of made my goals. And I was like, well, I think maybe I need to set my goals. up. Maybe planning off my business, off of what they were doing is, is not working because I'm doing a good bit more than what I made my goal to, now, which is awesome. Now, how long was that business there in business? The, the business? What, the, yeah, the
1: other one that you were setting your goals from to begin with and you, you know, surpassed he, them. I
2: think um, he, he was out of Beaufort, He's out of Beaufort, and I think he had been in business for maybe a, a year when I, when I started working for him. Gotcha. So. Well, let me think about
1: it. Yeah, so this guy's already been in business for a year, and then you're setting your goals off of that just starting, and you passed him in no time. That's yep. awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, we started in November, and and like I said, I mean, I was just like my plan's like I just want to do build ten roofs a month, and May June uh, all the way well all spring we've been doing about twenty plus roofs a month. Dude, that's, that's awesome! awesome. So, wow. And just me, just just me doing the sales. I do all the sales, basically meet with the homeowners, take care of the home, meet insurance adjusters, do the small. You know, we do small repairs. Our our guys on our crew did the bigger repairs, but basically I do all that side as far as taking care of the homeowner and. All and then my dad does all the operations as far as ordering materials, being on the job, pulling permits, all the, the stuff I don't want to deal with. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you had said earlier that your fifty percent partner is your dad. The it's other... my father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. So that was going to be my other question: is how do you pick a partner? But for you, it was a slam dunk.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was. Uh, when when I was working for this other guy, like I said, I it's, you know. Um, he he was living in Biloxi at the time, and I grew up like I said, I grew up with my dad from from the time I was nine till I graduated high school. And he did like sheet metal work, uh, framed houses. He did a lot of really hard work. I mean, he was always doing. I mean, he made good money, but he was doing hard labor himself. I mean, you know, he'd come home cut up, hurt, you know. So yeah. I saw that I saw that work ethic, and I and I and I think that it would kind of helped me to want to work hard too. But when I when I was doing roofing sales and it. I mean, it clicked. I made, when it clicked for me to want to open my own business, it all happened in like less than a month. Like I was just like, all right, I'm going to do this, and I did it. And I was like, I want my dad to be the one to do the business with me because I've seen him working so hard for so long, and he's getting to a point in age where I want him to retire soon. So, I mean, that's, you're right, it was a slam dunk. It was kind of easy for me to pick a partner. And he already knew
0: a little bit about the roofing business as well?
2: Yeah, he, when he was my age, he actually framed houses. Okay. So he, he would be the one that would deck the roof before they actually roofed it. And uh, he did a little bit, of, a little bit of roofing to them, but then he did sheet metal, sheet metal work for about twenty five years. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. good. So here I think mean, like, yeah, all the internal work is of the a whole aspect of the business. Then, yeah, and then yeah. you come along, and all right, Dad, I'm gonna make these sales happen. Yeah. Now, as far as talking about the sales and how quickly they moved along, now, do you do any marketing at all? Is everything all of it
2: word, word of mouth? Um, at first, it was all word of mouth. Yeah. I mean, we would, um, we get a lot of work, we get a lot of uh, work off of Facebook. Of, of course you know people mention our names you know just like his past clients referring us i mean we got like 52 five-star reviews on google now wow. which my goal was my goal was 50 for the year like in one year's business and it's been like what seven months we've got 52 great, um great so yeah a lot yeah, of that's a, awesome. a lot of it's been referrals we're really now starting to kind of push some advertising um we're gonna have a commercial on on uh, one of the 92.5 the bear yeah yeah so we're gonna do we're gonna do some advertising with them um and uh I got I got a guy now that's doing a little bit of SEO marketing for us and doing our website and stuff like that. Right, so, well, which,
1: without there being said, as far as let our listeners know, like what what all areas do you cover and like what all what all do you do?
2: Um, well, I tell people we we try to cover all of Georgia. Really, <laughs> if it's if somebody calls me and they're two hours away, I'm like, we definitely need to plan it out, but we'll go up there and we'll take care of them for sure. Gotcha. We definitely our our main focus is is metro is South Metro Atlanta, so Fayette, Coweta County. Um, all below Coweta, you know, like Williamson area, Fayetteville, of course. Um, I grew up in Fayetteville. We cover all of Fayetteville, Fayette, you know, that's of course Fayette County, and uh, Union City area. So basically just all of South Metro Atlanta, all the way over to, over to Henry County. Yeah, so, but we've roofed in Rome, though. We've roofed in down South Georgia, like near Bon Air. I mean, we've, we've been all over Georgia. Yeah, y'all sure. cover a wide
0: area, then. Now, what are some tips that you could give uh, aspiring business owners out there who are looking to hire? Employees, because I know that you probably have several, several, several guys on your team. Number one, how do you find these guys? How do you how do you uh, seek these guys out? Number two, when you get the good ones, how do you retain them?
2: Yeah, um, we've been extremely picky with how we hired. Um, We probably when we started, we went through probably three or four crews before we got to one crew where we've kept them and uh and that's that's something i saw that i wanted to do different than A lot of the other roofing companies when i worked for another company when i worked for the, the company before i opened mine you never knew who was showing up that morning it was just so many different crews they were selling out to there were someone out to who's ever was available and so and then these crews also worked for other roofing companies so they'd show up with a, another company's shirt on you'd be like hey man can you turn your shirt inside out you know it's just i was like you know you're working for someone you're not working for them today like can you at least turn your shirt inside out and uh so when i opened Hero, i was like that's something i definitely want to do different i want to get one crew well, we went through about three crews to get our one crew and now i mean these guys work solely for us but we're keeping them busy we you know we got to make sure we're doing we got enough work for them you know but um i mean the guys work really hard you know and uh and as far as like hiring employees um we just recently actually hired two guys and it worked out well we, we put out a thing that we were hiring um i would i would suggest not to not to look to your immediate friends right away you know i tried that route and and, and just they kind of expect you know right. to get paid and, and not put in the actual effort mm-hmm. so we put out a post and we and we looked out you know being you know our name's being is hero roofing we got one guy he's he's 22 and he's a navy veteran he went he did four years in the navy got out he did real estate for a little bit with tim um and he just he just didn't like the office setting i guess so he started doing roofing with us recently and, i mean he's killing it really and what's his name stone uh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you know stone mm-hmm. and uh I mean, he's he's really is killing. He's been with us for a few weeks. I think he's signed up like four or five roofs already. Wow. So I mean, he's he's really good with people, you know, and he works hard. And the other kid, his name's Austin, and he actually goes to church with me. He's actually currently in a Marine Marine Reserve, so he does his one month you know, one month or one in a month, mm-hmm. and he goes two weeks. It was two weeks out of year, I guess. Right. So he's about to leave this month. Is uh he leaves here in July for two weeks. So and he's basically now he's kind of. Stepping up where he's doing the job supervision, so he's on the job making sure the job's clean. If the if the guys need anything, he's there for them. That way, my dad can kind of step out and kind of handle more of the stuff that we need to handle now because we're for really? me and my dad were kind of running around like chickens with their head cut off, you know.
0: And so you've been doing this two years, and you've already
2: no, yeah I've been in roofing for almost two years, but I've been we've been open since November.
0: Oh, so you just started the business? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Since okay.
2: November. Wow, you're already yeah. crushing it. Yeah, that's amazing. So where do you see yourself? say in six months and then in six years? In six months, um, I definitely see us having a couple more uh, employees. Um, right now I'm the only one with like a company, like a work truck, a company truck. So I like, you know, like some of our guys to get trucks. We're not really handing those out. They're, they're kind of earning them, you know, when they get to a certain point, they're getting a truck basically. Um, so having the vehicles and then maybe having like a, a small office, you know, nothing crazy, um, just a small office in Noonan where we can actually k- keep our supplies and stuff like that. But um, what we're doing now, we kind of, in six months, we we, would, we hope to be doubling as far as uh, how many roofs we're building and uh, as far as how much income that comes in monthly, we plan on doubling that. And, and in six years from now, we plan on um, being the top, basically the top roofer in Georgia is, our, is my goal, you know, being number one roofer in Georgia and also having an office in Florida.
0: Florida but, because?
2: Well, Florida definitely, one, because of the storms, uh, two, Florida's one of the hardest states in in the U.S. to be a roofer in. It requires a lot more licensing, a lot more uh, permitting, and stuff like that. Um, just be, just because of the area it's in. Um, so we'd like to have an off, office there and, and be a stand up reputable contractor down there too. And and the big thing too, of course, there's a lot of different kinds of roofs. Gets, you know, here in Georgia, most people just do asphalt shingle. In Florida, you got a lot of, um like clay tiles mm-hmm. going up. You know, stuff more stuff like that. So the roof. The roof value, the cost of the roofs are a lot more. You know, ten thousand dollar roof in Georgia could be a twenty-five to thirty thousand dollar roof in Florida. Do you would that leave the profit margin the same,
0: or does it does it increase exponentially based on the?
2: I think I think it's going to increase a good bit in Florida. Yeah,
0: because your materials are still not that much more expensive than right,
2: right. Depending on what kind of roof you're installing, if it's an asphalt shingle, then the material cost is about the same. and The labor's the labor's closer to the same. Yeah. Yeah, I awesome. know in
1: Florida right now. Me and Matt was talking about it the other day. Due from where the storm went in, was it last year or whatever? That big storm that came through. Dude, there's still a lot of business yeah. that got so much work that needs to be done. Yeah, So yeah, yeah you could clean up down there, literally.
2: Yeah, there's still, there's still, there's still rebuilding down there. I mean, it's crazy. Um, we I I'm not I'm not comfortable enough yet to go down there and take that on. But I you know I plan to be you know where we can. We don't want to we don't want to be a storm chasing company. We don't want to go through and like you know, do some work, move, do some work. You know, we want to have basically hubs. We want to have homes. So we want to have a home office in Florida where we're an actual contractor in Florida. I already get calls. It's funny. I've gotten like four calls from South Florida saying, oh, I think there's another company. It's like a company called American Hero or something. So they're okay. similar. Like, oh, you're working in our neighborhood. Can you come check out my roof? I'm like, I promise I'm not in your neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, but tell me how big your house is. I might drive down there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, That's what I was going to ask another, if, if, yeah. if, you know, when you have those jobs that are kind of a distance, because uh, my rule of thumb is I I never say no to work depending I don't I don't care how far it is.
2: Yeah, that's how I am and it, it does stretch you thin sometimes. Yeah. But uh that's where your reputation comes in too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the reputation yeah, going out take care of the customer and like you said, the chick, the whole Chick fil A deal. And what I like the whole lot what you said earlier <clears throat> was how you took care of the customer you went above and beyond and that's how I grew and spread because a lot of people ask me you know what's what's the best way to grow your business and you and I talked about it before mm-hmm. whereas it's word of mouth do the best for your customer do the right. best that you can and then because word of mouth can either kill your business or grow it and so yeah dude I'm proud of you for growing your business that quick you just want to do 10 jobs a month now you got
2: 20 that's amazing man yeah we definitely didn't expect it <laughs> so man. so now you don't expect it because it's like we opened there in the apparently the slowest time of year and everybody's like, "Oh, it's a bad time to open. You're gonna be slow." And we, I mean, we've just, and we were h- kind of hoping to be slow so we could kind of get settled in. And, and we, we, we haven't had a chance to get settled in yet. So that's it's, a it's definitely a blessing. It's been awesome. You I were will.
0: hoping to be slow. What? <laughs> just, just start. <laughs> yeah, wait out. No, a just, minute. <laughs> no, no. Just no, start. You're hoping to be fat, short, and bald, too, right? <laughs> no, wait, <that's> a
2: <laughs> Just starting out, man. Just so we could get accustomed of everything. And I mean, we just we hit the ground running. It's it's really been great. that's awesome now we're we're winding
1: down now let everybody know like what's the smallest job that you do to the largest how they contact you and all your contact information
2: yeah i mean basically we do we do all we do roof replacements repairs and then we also do gutter work so it doesn't you know if you you got a small leak we'll take care of it if you need a whole roof replacement we'll take care of it um we do retail you know retail quotes if it's just a house that's going on the market needs a new roof um, or you just want to pay out of pocket, or if you think there's storm damage, we also help you with, you know, going through the process with your insurance company and getting them to actually pay for it for you. You know, everything minus the deductible. Um, but you can reach us at yourroofhero.com, and our phone number is 833-321-HERO. Good deal. And you got a webpage yet, or are you work on that now? Yeah, our website is yourroofhero.com. Okay. All right, see, that's awesome. I mean, yeah.
1: we have to talk to... Hey he said that yeah. <laughs> Sometimes do, I'm like listening and I'm thinking different things and it all goes, uh, oh, goes right out the window <laughs> Is that blonde hair uh, that blonde hair and tan just trying to get like you ah oh, I did start working back out and I'm sore just really little, yeah where I'm sore all over right now where, are you? where am I working out at <laughs> <laughs>
2: (laughs) I'm going to the body place over there in Sharpsburg. What's what's that specifically? Where? That's where they have the women's classes, right? (laughs) Yeah, I
1: was like, I was like, where my sore? My chest? My legs? I don't know everywhere. (laughs) Again, lost in the conversation. Oh. all right well one more time again we're, we're starting to wind down Nick, dude now thank you for coming in but give everybody in the number to contact you your web page which i know you already gave the first time but give everything one more time so they know how to get <laughs> yeah in most
2: here. definitely um so our clothing the clothing brand civilized and savage clothing uh it's fear of the unlived life and that's at civilized and and hero roofing is at yourroofhero.com you can reach me directly at 833-321-HERO which is 4376 that's the hero that deserves. What's the website
0: Yourhero.com.
1: There you go. My hero. <laughs> your, your roof hero. Your, your roof, roof hero. hero yeah. See, Blake? <laughs> <laughs> Yourroofhero.com. Dude, you, it's been great, man. And again, it's I like talking to people who are genuine like you. You're, you're young, dude. You've always had an ambition because I was reading your bio, been talking to you. The struggles that you faced, 20-6. how you overcame them. He's 26. Dude, 26 years old, got He's a clothing line, got the roofing company that's already doubled what he expected to do in the matter of a few months. Dude, again, dude, my hat's off you. I'm proud of you. And I want to have you back on the show. You know, give another six months to a year. Come back on the show. and That'd be awesome. And see how, you know, how much you grew. Where you're at at that point. Cool. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stronger Than Failure. We love you. We appreciate you. And remember, you are stronger than failure.
2: Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories, goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks, and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Entrepreneur and author Danny Cole. Stronger Stronger Than than failure. Failure.